How you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right. Beers are on. Beers are on. It's that time again. Why not stay for one? Exactly. We were just uh, just discussing lighting before we before we turned turned the pod on. It's a bit. I don't know. I feel like it's a bit dark in here, mate. No. No. We, we've got just like a side lamp, but I feel like we need to. I don't know. I just I just feel like we get a bit sleepy, maybe. Feels like maybe just a different colour bulb, like I said. Like a red. Yeah. That red ambiance. Talking of red, straight back on United. <laughs> <laughs> what a prick. <laughs> Ollie's back at the wheel. No, he's definitely not back at the wheel. Um, he... he's, he's just, you know, soul-handedly sacked Nuno, right? The thing is, when that lineup came out yesterday, there was lots of talk beforehand that it was going to be 5 3 2, and I was like, no, nah, he won't do it. Yeah. Did he, he, did he do Fred and McTominay? What happened? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, he went Dumb with Fred. Yeah. So the attacking players we had on the team, obviously we had Fernandez in the 10. Yeah. And then Ronaldo and Cavani up top. That was it. Yeah. We managed to win 3 0. Yeah. And I knew it would happen. As soon R- as I saw Ronaldo's goal was good. Oh. That was a bag. That was a peach. Best player in the world, mate. But I knew I knew he'd win. I knew it. I knew it. And you know what I did as well? Because he's done it time and time again, mate. Yep. It gets really bad, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Right, come on, we'll play some football now." We'll see. Yeah. I'm. I'm still. I mean, we've got on recording last week. You saying, uh, "Fuck it, I'm Ollie out." Yeah. I'm. I'm still. I'm still there. Yeah, I'm still there. I'm I'm still not ready to go back through the door. Yeah, I'm I'm very much out the back door now. Yeah, I did see Neville. Um, he said like this doesn't really change anything. Um, no, and it, and it doesn't, and it shouldn't. No, because it's one game. We could still we've got Atlanta. I think tomorrow night. Mm. Yeah, and I was I was saying to my old man that if if I think if United lost that one, that. Like from a business point of view, that's the killer because Champions League is where the money's at. That's what they really care about. Yeah. Um, and even even like the Liverpool one, I think that meant the most to the fans that loss. But to uh, for a business and the people that own the club, the Champions League is going to be the killer in it. Yeah. The thing is that worries me now. If we do when we do get rid of him, Conte's going to Tottenham. Yeah, it's pretty much confirmed, isn't it? Today? Yeah, I think so. And apparently Zidane doesn't want to come to us, so. Anyway, that's enough Man United talk because <laughs> I felt like I rambled on far too much on the previous part and I do apologise to any listeners that have no fucking clue what I was on about. Yeah, I suppose we don't want to um, section out people that don't give a flying monkeys about football. You can still go off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not welcome here. <laughs> just not weird. Yeah. <laughs> See what? You oh. don't like football? Get lost. Actually, don't. No, you can stay. What we talk about today, then, big boy? Well, as discussed on last week's pod, um, we've chosen H from Steps. Come on down, here he is. <laughs> so, without further ado, five, six, seven, eight. No, we're going to talk about home. Yeah. Home. What led you to home? We wanted to do family. And yeah, then we, we got did. Out, we got outvoted. So then we, we've tried to reverse engineer this into a different letter, basically. So, so yeah, and when we're saying home, we're, we're just kind of talking about, like, family life and personal life, really, I guess. Um, yeah, 
I think that's that, that's kind of what we're trying to get out with it. Um, everything that kind of happens before you're allowed to do what you want and be an adult. Um, and sort of, I guess, what things stick with you from that period of time now and what things you've just thought, no, that's not how I'm going to be or that's not how, you know, my life's gone compared to that. Um, yeah, I think that's why we've gone for home. That's that's kind of what I was thinking we were going to do. I'm on it. You're on it? Yeah. All right. This one, what episode are we on? What number? Oh, you fucking do this to me every time. Seven. No, we just did seven. Fuck. <laughs> Hold on. Eight. Beach. Eight. So, uh, without further ado, episode eight, this one's on home. You're going to stay for one. So, Wedgie. Yes. What's, uh, what's your earliest memory? I think, I think, I think that's a fitting place to start. What's the earliest thing you remember? Probably just being at the where I used to live. There was a massive field behind it. Maybe when I was like four or five, I used to play in it. Is this is this the is this the house I know of, or is this a different house? Oh, this is the house way before. Okay, okay. I just remember being in the field. Yeah, that was my earliest memory. Do you remember who you were with? I was on my Todd. Yeah. I think I was just—I don't know. I can I, when you said the earliest memory, the first thing I can go back to is that house. Yeah, in the okay. garden. Okay. Yeah, I think um, my one is I'm in the garden, but I'm in, I'm in the garden at my parents' house, <clears throat> and I think it's a birthday party or something. Um, but something's going on in the garden, and I didn't move to that house until I was, I think, till I was. Oh, my mum and dad will probably correct me, but I think till I was two. So I don't have any memories before then. Oh, that was completely gone. I, my first sort of memory, I'm, I feel like I was about four. Um, and yeah, like I say, I was just sitting in that garden and I remember seeing just people walking around. And that was it. Um, but yeah, that, that it's not really, it's quite funny because it's like we haven't got any like unique event or like big thing that oh yeah what's the first big thing you remember i remember us getting a, a fucking pc yeah like going to pc world yeah and pack our pack our bell days like monitor the size of a brick yeah yeah and i remember going to get that that was that was big yeah that was big in the house yeah i remember when you think about computers i remember my life being plagued by like trying to do anything on a computer and getting like blue screens of death and like not being able to play games or not being able to like the, the internet, the dial up tone on the internet. Oh, yeah, we had a fucking AOL. Yeah, AOL. Those were the <laughs> days, man. Yeah. Like the where little... you could turn your computer on, go for like a, a cup of tea and come back and it's still not be fucking on. Yeah. Yeah. And be okay with it. Like, yeah, this, this just this takes two years to start up. Yeah, I don't mean to take for this to take a, a weird seedy turn. But <laughs> it's what, if you're going to say this, where I discovered porn, I was, it's exactly what I was meant to well, say. It's it's the right topic, but you know things people do these days quite easily, should we say? Yeah, I, I'm always interested about how people did things like that. You know, back then. Are we talking? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they probably do what seventy percent of us do: use the imagination. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I suppose the 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 mags were more of a thing back then, right? Yeah, do you remember having those like? <laughs> <laughs> Where's this gone instantly? Do you remember? Like, I don't know if you had it like in your like where you grew up. Like, 
in the village where we did, there was like a few, cr- like there's a few different crews as such. Okay. But everyone knew where the communal porn mags are. <laughs> did you not no. have that? Right. Is this is this in is this in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So <laughs> beep the place out. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so so- I, I remember like hanging out with some. I won't mention any names, but hanging out with some lads from school who used to live in. And I swear we used to go to like a place there, the and, they, and they would mention it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so in in the village, there's a massive park, and it literally sits in the middle of the village. So that's where we all used to like bounce and play football, or whatever. Yeah. But at the back, there was like this wooded bit, tiny little wooded bit. Yeah. And under this tree, there was always a communal porn mag. <laughs> Why do I know about that? <laughs> and I know about the exact thing you're talking about. It, it was it was well known in the village. Yeah. It would change up from time to time as well. So you wouldn't just get the same different pages. Like, oh, I, dread, I dread to think who's responsible for the changeovers. Whoever it was, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I stand by not all heroes wear capes. Okay, so... Okay, we took a hard left then. (laughs) So earliest memories that aren't porn. (laughs) I don't know if this is going. I don't know if we've started yet. This is gonna have to go in that front bit. I could just imagine the fucking tagline. Join us as you talk. We talk about communal porn, Max. Home life (laughs) and becoming a father. Anyway, we took a hard, hard left then. Yeah. Home. What does home mean to you? See, I'm I'm a full, you know, I'm full family man, full home centric person. Um, probably means everything to me. Like we we were talking about future episodes of the pod that we were going to do, and we were chatting about doing importance next week. Mm. And then, like, what well, I said to you, like, kind of jokingly downstairs, like, do I find anything really important? Yeah. <laughs> That that was I said that a bit in jest, but at the same time I kind of meant it. Um, but the thing I do find really important is yeah, my home life. And now, you know, I grew up and I thought, you know, my home life with, with my parents and with them was was the main thing, the most important thing. And now that's kind of transitioned through to I now think what I'm doing now. Sorry, with um, you know, with my two kids now and with my partner, that's that's like my main priority now. Everything else is like, yeah, I've got my mates, so you know, I've got everything else that I care about. But if I if I think about what's really important, like that's kind of top of my list. Um, so yeah, for me, mate, home home means kind of everything. Um, what about you? How do you how do you view it now? I don't know. It's a tough one because I haven't got that in terms of that family life. Yeah. Um, I think home for me just somewhere i can rest ahead yeah it really is that simple see even talking to you like just in general though mate like i know you've got your ways you like to do things and like you know you've got you know everything's where you want it you when you tell me about your plan for the day it's often like you've got things regimented down you know what you've got to do in terms of like you know when you do your washing when you do your cooking when you do your cleaning when you're working out when you're this when you're that so, like, I, I would say, looking into you, your home life is just basically, like, organisation and kind of structure is, where, is, like, where you put a lot of value in it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I think that stems a lot from living in a house full of people 
to then live in my own so quickly. Yeah. I had to learn to essentially grow up. Yeah. You know, I I wasn't the greatest cook. It took me ages to work out how to use a washing machine. Yeah. So I think from then I had to learn how to be quite not independent well yeah independent but keep you have to realize oh shit this needs doing because this needs doing yeah. and i can't leave that because then <clears throat> you know i haven't got that or that or that yeah yeah and, I, and again following on from the there's the running and the working out point of things because i've been so regimented with that it does help with the other things yeah but i do like things to be structured and, and know where i'm going to be at certain times yeah uh, and i even just even just being around yours i can tell you've got things very like set out how you have it and it's like you know it's your bachelor pad bro it's a pad yeah it's definitely a pad <laughs> it's a pad um i haven't been there for a long time though mate I, probably, I don't think i've actually been in yours since like i think when we were coming out of covid a bit and i might have popped around once um i think that's how you like it though and yet you've said about your like fears towards change and fears towards things happening and it i think all these things kind of link together for you um yeah, because I I don't think I don't think you, how you've been at home. Obviously, you went through where you were with your partner and stuff, but it hasn't really changed like at all how you how you are. And I think my situation has been like fluctuating all the time. I think I I struggle on my own a lot. Um, I'm trying to think when I was like my home life was how yours is, and the only time I can really think of when it was like that was when I was at uni. But even still, I had like I lived with like some mates and stuff, yeah. and I was in like a shared house. Um, there hasn't been a long time. I, I mean, I lived in my last house for a little bit on my own, but not to the point where I was kind of, you know, comfortable being like that. I I, I always get a bit like lonely and a bit I struggle. I think. <coughs> yeah. See, I quite like it. Yeah, and I always think I would like it, but then when I've been when I've been there, yeah. I'm like, oh no, I want to like go see my folks, or I'll um, yeah, I don't know, I'll, I'll be wanting to stay busy and stuff. Whereas I think you're like, you're sometimes comfortable with both. You know, you're comfortable to be out and about, seeing people and doing stuff. But then you can go like your, your few days where you're just doing your own thing, yeah. doing your own graft. You know. Yeah, but that again, that stems from how I was as a kid growing up. Yeah. You know, we were sort of left feral, so it was. You know, we got to do what we want most of the day. Obviously, within the boundaries of being a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, we were just always out and about. Yeah. Always. So uh, I was going to say a tough, tough thing I'm going through at the minute. So obviously, yeah, this house we're trying to like sort out a bit at the moment. <laughs> I'm having to do a load of DIY. What do you think about DIY? Uh, I'm useless at it. Yeah, I'm. So, I'm so bad. I want to be good. I really want to be good, but I just I don't have the yeah, patience. You, you panelled the wall downstairs; that looks tight as fuck. Yeah, I, I I do little bits here and there, but it takes it takes effort and it takes a lot of like, oh, I've got to do that today. It's not like some people, like my dad, for instance, he enjoys it, and like he, and he he'll tell you he doesn't, but he enjoys it because he does it all the time, and he like he he knows how to do stuff. He's got like he's got the builder's hands. If you know, you got hands for labour. That's what he's got. Um. <laughs> And I haven't at all. Um, so yeah, I was just something I want to bring up and see what you thought, mate. See if you're any good at it. No, I, I could put a shelf up. Yeah, I could probably. <clears throat> would you class putting together furniture as DIY? No, it's the pro- it's the like it's the grafty horrible stuff, <sighs> like laying floors, 
painting all the time. Cons- would you consider putting a shelf up DIY? Uh, or what about putting <clears throat> some, putting some blinds up by actually like actually having to drill into the wall and? I think that's that's minor DIY. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I think yeah no when you're doing when you're doing stuff that can go wrong quickly. I think is real DIY. Yeah, could have put a fucking drill bit through my hand. <laughs> yeah, that's very true, I suppose. No, I'm not very good at it, and I think that's one thing that does worry me about when I when I do get a house. Yeah, is like decorating. Yeah. So, and then another thing about on that front. So, obviously, with your job, do you you must have a lot of people like ask you questions about like how houses look and like what's been done and stuff like this. How do, like, do they ever ask you stuff where they're like, Oh, how, how did they, um, how did they put that shelf up there? You learn to adapt. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically like, you ain't got a clue. I watch a shit ton of grand designs. Yeah. No. And like if they ask you stuff like, um, Oh, and what, what type of insulation have we got here or anything like that? Yeah, but that you... stuff you, you, you can find out. Yeah, you know, you can find out. But if you're talking from, oh, what colours would look good in here? Yeah, I just fall back to duck egg grey. <laughs> Everyone likes duck egg grey. Duck egg grey. Yeah, or just Sick. stick duck egg in front of any colour. Yeah, that's like one of those pretentious contemporary words, isn't it? <laughs> contemporary, yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You know what I mean? Just oh, what's that? Oh, it's duck egg grey. Oh yeah, no, it's royal royal green. That one. Duck egg in front of anything is. The, the estate agent cop out. Just going back to the previous conversation, when you mentioned something, I think is pretty, pretty tied in with home. You and your dad are close, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Is that the sort of relationship that you want with your lad? Yeah. No, I um, I think I've I've said loads of times to him, and I've I, I think it was like, it might be my first Father's Day when my son was about, and uh, I remember. You know, like everyone does like the Insta post. Yes. I think it's the only time I've done one for Father's Day. Um, and I remember I, I put a picture up and it was like a picture of me. And it, it can't have been the first Father's Day because... I hope it was you. <laughs> no, it it was... Um, it would have been when he was like four or five. And I'd found a picture when I was my son's age with my dad. If you know what I mean. So yeah. like I, I, was ba- I basically looked like my son at the time. Um and I think I just put in the caption. I just, I think I just said like, "Thanks for teaching me how to be a dad," basically. And that was like, that was the first phrase that came to my head. And like, I can't really like deconstruct it any more than that, because I think, yeah. And now, and now I've, you know, I am the way I am now with my with my kids. I think it is just purely down to how my mum and dad were with me, but like especially with my son how how much time my dad had for me is something that I'm always aware of that I need to give to him. That's what I was going to ask you as well. Did, did Obviously, that the appreciation for him, did that massively change when your son was born? Like, you saw it instantly from that point of view? Yeah. From his point of view, if you get what I mean? From a yeah. father's point of view? I think one of the big, like, um, flicks of a switch that happens in life is when you have your own kids and you then realise that, like, you have to, like spending that amount of time on them is an ask and like you have to let go of being selfish basically yeah um and i think that's that's the kind of trigger that happens there because then i realize oh you know my mum and dad have like put themselves out a lot for a really long time and i think when you are a kid yourself you don't even really think of that because you're just you're a kid you don't you know you don't give a shit about anything when you're a kid really um (coughs) 
And then as soon as you realise that, like, oh, God, no, I need to always listen to what, you know, my son's got to say and, like, help him with stuff and do stuff with him all the time, you realise that it's, like, oh, it's not about me anymore. Um, and that's, yeah, that, that, I mean, that, they're, they're, like, the biggest lessons I've learned from my parents, really. Um, but no, e- even to this day, mate, like, I could say to... I say to my partner all the time, I'd say, like, if I need anything doing, like, I could just ring him and he'll, he'll be here, like, reg- he'll, he'll, he'll whinge and whatever, but he would he would be there regardless. And my mum's the same. They're both the same. Yeah. But to have that kind of relationship with someone when I know that that's, like, a really lucky thing to have because I know that so many people would love to be able to, like, call their parents and them actually, like, even, you know, be there or care or whatever and... I think yeah, I I underestimated before I had kids. I just underestimated and underappreciated how important that was. I think um, I, I've listened to podcasts before, and it comes across like if people talk about how they haven't had. It's almost a negative to say that you've had a happy, like family upbringing sometimes because you get worried about what other people's opinions are going to be, which I know we spoke about before on the pod as well. You shouldn't man, you shouldn't. No, but. Just just on that topic, I think that's what took me a long time because obviously me and you know my ex partner aren't together anymore with you know uh, my son's mum. It took me a long time to kind of wrap my head around like uh, a sort of broken up family, a like disjointed family. That was what was going to be my next question for you, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, what 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 angle were you going at? Just how did that make you <clears throat> sort of appreciate? the home life of your mum and dad more especially once you realized how not difficult it could have been yeah co-parenting yeah yeah it's um i mean a couple of things like the first thing it made me realize how how rare it is to have what i had um and how that's not like the norm like most people have separated parents now to be honest um you know a lot of my friends got separated parents i mean you've had separated parents all sorts um and yeah, like my, my son's got that. Um, and that, that took me a really long time to actually just get my head around it. And like even back when, you know, it, you know I don't, obviously I don't want to talk about it too much back when that was as, what was happening happened. But um, it took me a really long time to kind of just get my head past that stage of my life and be like that there, there is going to be a time after, you know, being with his mum and whatever and it's going to be separate. And uh, you know, I, I was kind of doing something that I hadn't seen before, um, and because I was so young as well, mate. Like I haven't got the the years and you know wealth of knowledge that I've got now, mate. But <laughs> oh god, shout out Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, back then when I was young and I'd I'd been brought up in you know what I thought I thought was normal, to realise it's not normal. Um, yeah, I felt it was a weird time for me, man. Like I felt pretty lonely in that time as well. Was that because you were so young as well, or yeah, yeah, it is. It it loads of things coming together at once, man. Um, it was you know the age I was, the life I grew up in, the the, the stage of life I was at. Like I, I think you, you you knew you knew me at the time anyway. It was yeah. you know I was at uni at the time. My head was not <laughs> where it is now, you know. Um, and like as my lit list has come along now, it's been completely different. Like I've just sort of like whoosh, fell into that lifestyle, and it's been really easy. Um. And th- things are kind of how I always thought they would be now as well. That's the other thing. I've kind of been through this whole process of doing something that wasn't what I want. Well, not what I, 
wasn't right for you at the time. Yeah, it wasn't what I expected and what wasn't what I thought would happen to me. And I've been through that whole thing now. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy life, mate. Moving a little bit forward, when you first... What was what was it like when you first moved in with your partner? Um, what was that like? So, what, like, do you mean like introducing my son to my partner? Yeah. Um, Again, you don't have to talk about it. Yeah, anything. no, we, no, it's fine, man. We can talk about it. It's, it was it was chill. Um, yeah, I mean, the other thing which I feel very fortunate about is my son is a real, like, easy, easygoing lad as well. And, like, he... Um, I don't know, may- maybe because he, he's been through a lot as well. Um, I, I always think there's going to be... There's going to come a day where he really wants to have a talk about stuff. Um, almost like we kind of are now, mate. Yeah. Where like he he he'll get to a point <coughs> where he's old enough to understand relationships and how things happen. Um, and you know the questions will come one day. That I think everyone does, don't they? They have the questions one day. Um, but luckily, as he's been growing up, like yeah, whether it's because he's been through a lot or he's just that character. He just kind of, I think what what I bring to him and the way I package it up and like give it to him, or the way his mum does stuff because obviously she's you know got her partner and family on the other side as well. Um, he just he just seems to take it in a stride, man. Like he he just seems to. It takes a bit of time. Like it, it it's I think he, it's only in the last like three or four months he gives my partner like a hug goodbye now when he leaves, um, and that's that's a big step for him I think because before then it was just like. You know, quick wave at the door. Bye, see you next time. Um, but I think obviously, yeah, because my little one's come along and he, it's like his sister now and he, he feels very sort of connected to everyone here as well. Um, it's not just he comes to see like his dad and then he kind of ignores everyone, which it, it was a little bit like that. It was going to be, I guess, at the start. Yeah. He's only really interested to come here to see like me and my mum and dad, who he's used to. Um, but, you know, as time goes on and as my daughter's come about, he's it just... He just takes it in his stride, mate. I, like I can't really. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I'm probably speaking too like prematurely because he's got the teenage years to come. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you watch that come back to yeah, slap yeah. you in the face. Yeah, I can't imagine it though. No, and uh, I think that's the other thing. Like because I see so much of myself in him, but I didn't go through what he goes through. So I, it's it does scare me a bit because I'm like I don't know how I would have dealt with it. Yeah. But I suppose, like you said, he'll always ask questions. Yeah, so he should. You know. And he asks questions about everything, mate, so it's not going to be any different. So the saying, home is where the heart is. Yeah. Why? Why? Um, uh, is that is that more based on people where it's like you can, you can find your home anywhere, basically? You can find your home wherever you are, is what I think what they're saying. All I'm seeing is them weird like Pinterest photos where people are like in the back of their like van and it's like they're like over a, a lake or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And they've set it up like a, a nice camper van with like fairy lights and shit. Oh, I thought you meant like the live, laugh, love bits. Yeah, no, no, that kind of thing. <laughs> and when it's that's all I when you say. No offense to anybody that's got that in there. Nah, if you've got that on your wall, fuck off. You're not listening <laughs> to this podcast. You're not, I'm not having that. No chance. I think we have to might have to start handing out bans, you know. If 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 people have got live laugh love on their walls, you're banned for a week. When you um, do, you see yourself buying a house with like on your own, or do you do you see yourself waiting until you know the the lucky lady comes along? 
Old man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I'll, pro- I'll probably wait. I'll probably wait till I meet someone. Yeah? Yeah. Why? <sighs> I live on my own now. Do you not think that brings in like too many more variables that might not make you happy? You know, like just even just changing your house would be like a massive thing. Yeah, but it, whether I, I rent or have a mortgage, I'm still going to be on my own. That's a good point. Yeah, that's, you know that's I mean? fair. Yeah. Obviously, getting a mortgage would be more beneficial. Yeah. But, you know, I'm comfortable where I am. I mean, there's more risk, is the thing, if things go, if things were to go wrong. Mm. Um, but then I guess you'd want to, like, I don't know, yeah, live with live where you are now with someone and then make sure it, you know, you're stable and happy before. Yeah, I don't think I'd live with anyone in. in the flat. Yeah. No, I'd live with a partner. What if this like hypothetical situation happened? <laughs> I'm going to go on about hypothetical. <laughs> yeah. What if you met someone and they had a house already, and they were like, "Look, come live with me." Would you want to do it? Because then you you kind of lose that bit of like, you know. I can't say yes or no to that because I wouldn't know what to say until I was in that moment. Depends on how hot they were. <laughs> Mate, you are fucking. You're a savage this evening. Oh Depends how much they give out. That's um, staying in. Yeah. <laughs> Just add it in randomly. Depends how much they give out. <laughs> Just like mid conversation. Oh, mate. I don't know. It, it it would all depend on where we are in you know in the said relationship and. Yeah. You know, that's like asking. A very difficult question. I mean, that was my intention. <laughs> just, just to ask you a really hard question. You're being all right tonight, and you complete that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Again, I'd have to see where I was at the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't, oh. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could live in a, a full house by myself. I, I've thought about that sometimes. It has its perks. Yeah. But then, like, you, you've just got a flat, so it's kind of like just... It's like just having, like, you, you know, everything's in one space. It's all good and, like... Yeah, I mean, I live with someone... I mean, we lived together for about two years. Yeah. In that flat. Yeah. And I'd never do it again. Yeah, it's a bit close, isn't it? Yeah. I, um... I don't know, yeah, like, me and my partner, we, we jokingly talk about, like, you know, if we break up, I'm keeping the house kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when I actually think about that for a minute, like... <clears throat> I wouldn't like this house to myself. It'd just be like, I don't know. It, I'd not? Just, no, I'd feel I'd feel a bit just lonely and weird. There's too much, too many rooms and stuff. Yeah, but you get used to it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like travelling over to the West Wing by myself. <laughs> West Wing. <laughs> Far too much to clean for one person. <laughs> oh, you're such a prick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The West Wing. <laughs> Not really. I live in a two up, two down. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, two up, one up, two down. All right. So tell everyone where I live. <laughs> Christ. He lives. <laughs> I live in a hovel. <laughs> I reckon you get used to it. You reckon? Yeah. I don't know, man. Then like them ghost stories you were telling me last week as well. <laughs> You know, I've got to sit here on my own with all that going on. There's no ghost in this house, mate. No, I've never seen anything. That, I'll just bring that up, actually. They, um, 
I was we I was at a wedding on Saturday, and um, my partner's folks had listened to the pod, legends, um, and they spoke. So they went about the the ghost thing. Yeah. And we um yeah we we brought up the the ghost situation, what they thought of your story, and they were chatting about it. And um, can we, can we talk about this now? Yeah, it's fuck. It's a whole podcast. Fuck it. <laughs> talk, talk about, about what we want, want mate. Yeah. Um. It's kind of home life. This is my partner's home life. Yeah, there we go. Um, and yeah, so they were talking about how, so her dad, nothing. He's not, he, he said he's been around a few weird things that happened at this house that they both used to live at as a couple um, that they couldn't really explain. I think he mentioned something like they would go out one day and come back and like the salt and pepper shakers that they always had in their kitchen were upside down and they couldn't explain it. Things like the blinds being closed when they left them open and things like that. <coughs> and this was all at the same house, right? <clears throat> um, but then, yeah, my, so my partner's stepmom, she was the one who had, like, she's had kind of experiences like what you were describing, where she's actually seen people. Yeah. Um, and she, she had two two occasions. Um, one, when she was with her, her ex-husband, she, she woke up in the middle of the night and literally woman standing at the end of the bed. Like, the thing that you're scared of the most happened to her. Um, and there was something about so when when she told I think she said she told her dad or something about it that she'd seen this woman at the end of the bed and her dad just like um, completely shut it down was like nothing you didn't see anything but then the day they left the house she her dad said to her um, the woman you saw that is the woman that that killed herself in the in the house and to the detail of what described what they looked like, all that stuff. And she didn't even know about this at all. And the other thing is, so in the, yeah, man, in, in the same way that you are, Kelly's stepmom is really like matter of fact, like she doesn't, she wouldn't, she, she's one of the people that just doesn't make shit up. Yeah. Like if I said that, you don't believe me because I, I talk shit all the time. I, I believe you. But <laughs> she says stuff and like she'll, she'll say, she's got no reason to say it if it didn't happen. This is, this is the bit that always gets me. It amazes me that other people go, like, I've seen the same sort of thing. Yeah. And then there's people that have never had one iota of being around that environment or being in yeah. that moment. Don't. <sighs> yeah. And <coughs> spoke to my parents about it. Again, they listen to the pod. Got all the parents in. Got all the parents. Come on. So, yeah, my parents, they said that, um, so my mum, again, like me, not seen anything, never seen anything. Load of old Tosh, I think she said. She won't mind me saying that on here. Chill out. Yeah, but then my dad, he said he's not seen anything. But when he was a kid, he had an imaginary friend called Funda when they lived in Germany. Because when, yeah, my dad was in Germany when he was like right little. Um, it turns out Funda was the girl that, yeah, had killed herself in the house. Or in the, the like, they were in like... um. You know, like army like yeah. blocks over there or whatever. They were in like a set of flats or something, I guess. Jesus. But yeah, he he fucks. used to this this must have been when he's like what five six. Why would kids make things up? Do you know what I mean? Like, what would you do if your son come up to you and was like, "Oh, I can't because of my imaginary no, friend." My friend, yeah, and it's got a name and like everything. Would you freak the fuck out? Well, yeah, it didn't happen. Well, I mean, yeah, it could happen to my youngest now. I mean, my son's never had imaginary friends. It's it's the the creepy bit is is when the 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 dots align, isn't it? Because like you can talk you can talk shit for ages, and like, yeah. everyone has imaginary friends. But when it's like, oh no, 
this was someone that was here and blah, 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 blah. yeah 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 that's when it becomes like <laughs> this ain't Casper no and on the law of kind of the way the, the patterns I'm seeing in people I reckon you've got another experience to come mate <sighs> because because you've you've had one and you're you're still young lots of years ahead of you mate I don't want any more no but like I think there might be something in what you said about the whole like some people are more like susceptible to it than others yeah there is there was a study done I can't remember by who I'll find out that basically there's a people are more sensitive to the spiritual world yeah so they'll pick up on things a lot more they'll see things a lot more yeah it's like the sixth sense as such, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Just to loosely tie this to the pod this week, did you have you had any more of this when you were younger, like in your home life? Did you have any like weird shit when you were a kid or anything? Or was it li- this literally the first time? The first, first time. <coughs> it's weird, isn't it? First time. Yeah, I thought there might have been like... I don't know, because then I have like weird memories of when you were a kid, but then you don't... I don't know. I just I, don't... I, I, if you'd have said to me, I mean, I can remember a few things when I was a kid, but they were mostly about experiences like when I broke bones or something that, that I've, stick I've never out. broke a bone, mate. What's that like? What? Never broke a bone. Not anything. Not even like a finger? No, never broke anything. Am I just lucky? I don't know. I've not I done anything. I don't need to go out more. I don't think I know. <laughs> I don't think I've ever known someone that hasn't broke anything. How many bones you broke? Three, four. 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 What's that feel like? Worst one was the collarbone. Oh god, yeah, that's grim, isn't it? Yeah, I had done it, putting a, <clears throat> putting a six. Ugh, fucking, I can't talk. I did it skateboarding. Oh really? Yeah. <coughs> I was uh, doing a nolly mm. through nice. through a park in town. Yeah. And uh, women stand back. Yeah, <laughs> I was a cool kid. <laughs> and uh, went straight over a stone, and the stone didn't move. Yeah, but that was horrible. <clears throat> they can't cast it. Stone v wedge. The stone won. Can and you was... smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> How long did that take to heal the old collarbone? Six weeks. That's not too bad. It was it's fucking good. painful though, because you can't like. Yeah, you can sleep very you well. You can only stuff. sleep on your back. And yeah, I'm, not yeah. a, I'm not a back sleeper. I'm not no. a weirdo. No. Are you a back sleeper? Um, no, I'm on the side, mate. Yeah. yeah I'm on the side. Are you arm under pillow or arm above pillow? Um yeah, it's kind of just arm like out to the side like a like a bit of roadkill. Oh, are you one of those? Yeah, just like here. I'm always away from my partner though. I can't I can't face. That's weird. <laughs> I'd have had you down as a as a as an underarm sleeper. I don't know why. No, I think I think you're probably virginal insane if you start sleeping like that. Always have, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep like a five-year-old child. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> like in the tightest ball. Do you sleep naked or? <laughs> what we said? No underwear. Okay. Underwear. You don't have gym jams. You just pants. Just pants. Yeah, that's cool. I got I got one pair of Liverpool pajamas. Only wear them at Christmas. <sighs> I don't really have pajamas because if I'm as soon as I get home, I change out of work clothes and straight away I'm in jogging bottoms and a hoodie. If you've you've told me in the past that you like to almost when you look at your life, you almost want to like start fresh from after your sort of early years, um, and almost try and forget about some of the stuff that happened back then. Yeah. 
Um, how can I ask you about this without? It just wasn't a healthy environment. Okay, and then like like you said, um, you you kind of learnt what you want for yourself in the future from that. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but it's, it's it also makes me very scared of maybe you know finding someone settling down and then sort of replaying what happened. Does that tie into anything that you're kind of worried about? Yeah, I think it does to a little to, to a degree. Yeah, because. I was around it for so long. Yeah. You know, there was things, you know, listen, it wasn't a bad childhood. It just wasn't an enjoyable childhood. Yeah. If you know what I mean. There was a difference. Like I had a roof over my head. We had food. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as I'm making out. Yeah. Or as some people have had it, I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, (coughs) we didn't have it great, but there was people out there that had it 10 times worse than us. Yeah. So I think that does play a part in, you know, becoming like a, what is it, self-fulfilled prophecy? Mm-hmm. You know, when you you sort of, because that's what you're used to, that's what you're sort of taught is normal. <clears throat> yeah. Obviously, I don't want it to be my normal, and it, yeah, I, yeah, it yeah. fucking certainly won't be. But I think that does play a part into it. Do you think that's had any kind of, because I guess what you're kind of alluding to is like, conflict between people and stuff as well and do you reckon yeah. that's kind of tampered with how you then deal with a conflict that then comes to your door if you know what i mean oh yeah even just in sort of you know i deal with conflict the same way i did from when i was a kid just ignore it and try and shut the door yeah obviously getting older and wiser there's certain times where i've been in conflict that you just have to fucking face up and go right okay i'm ready yeah, yeah. But there is times where I'm, I, I still fall back to the no, I'm not interested. I'm just going to shut the door. Yeah, I think that's um that's something I kind of <coughs> that I'd yeah, that sort of played a part in my life as well. Is I, I've always been quite the advocate of like amongst your family or you know the the three other people that I spend all my life with, I'll always talk about anything and like I've. I've grown up in that environment as well where I could always talk to mum and dad about literally anything like, you know, as weird or as gross or as anything that you want to talk about. Yeah. And they've always, they've always pushed for me to feel comfortable in that, which is, I think is like to put a price on that is crazy. Do you know what I mean? But that's something that you can pass down. Obviously, like, you know, we spoke about earlier going through with your son being as close to him as you are as your old man. Yeah, I've seen though that that's that's actually not very common, and like a lot of people I've been around, they they're like, they might bring up something, say like, um, you know, the first time they they went out with a girl, or the first time something happened with someone, they they'd always like keep that from their parents, and they wouldn't tell their parents what they'd done, or like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like I don't know when you go through like life things growing up, I don't know when you get some hairs under your armpits, that kind of thing, um. But, like, they would feel really uncomfortable about, like, telling their even their parents that or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Whereas my family have been, like, the complete opposite. Like, I could I could literally tell them anything. Um, and I, I think even in even in families that are, like, perfectly happy family life, that's still, that's, like, another thing, isn't it? Like, sometimes they wouldn't even do that. Yeah, it's that honesty level within the group as such. Yeah, yeah. And li- literally, like... I mean, I'll tell you off air some of the like dumb shit that my mum and dad know know about me, mate. Like, it's, it's. I think I know. Yeah, exactly. You probably do. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, that's something I've, I've kind of learned, and I, I really, I really valued that when I was young, and that's something that I want to like, yeah, like you said, sort of pass down and make sure that like, yeah, my youngest can kind of just talk to me about anything, mate. What else will you take, sort of, from growing up in that household? So what what values? Yeah, would you say that your environment has given you? Yeah, just having an open house, having like a being being welcoming. I think is something as well that yeah. I've noticed. I can attest to that. Um, the, I don't know. You you sometimes go around. Do you remember like when you were younger and you'd go around like your mates' houses after school and things? Mm-hmm. And there'd be some there's some parents that were like <laughs> really over the top, like welcoming, like really like great. They're amazing. Those are the best, man. Yeah, and then you'd have other parents where it was kind of like you. They they would be the houses you'd go to if you wanted to like secretly get drunk or something because they didn't really give a top. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I can't say that because my my mum and dad like my mum one of my mum's favourite comments is she'll always say, if you're gonna get pissed and you don't want me to know about it, I'd rather I do know about it and you do it in the garden or something. So at least I know you're safe. That's what she'll say. That's like you can hear her saying it, can't yeah, you? Yeah, you can. Um, so like, like one of her worst fears is me feeling like I can't do something I want to do around her. Like she doesn't like that. Um, and that yeah. So being welcoming. Uh, it's back to the original point. Yeah like making sure that when anyone comes around my house like i make sure you know fed and watered yeah even just simple stuff man like do you want a drink um you know do you want some food do you whatever just so they leave the house thinking that was a pleasant experience um that that's a big one that's a big one i think you don't you don't learn that unless you're shown it do you know what i mean so if you don't if obviously you you struggle to sort of take values that you want to take have you sort of been able to to recognize anything that you want to then bring into when eventually you do have a family. Yeah, I think in in my, in my head, yeah, I'd like to be as an honest, you know, I want anybody, you know, if I ever have kids, I want them to be able to come up to me and ask me literally anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'd like to think that I would be 110% honest with them no matter what I said. Yeah. Was always the truth. But then I don't know if I'm ready for it. That sort. I, I, having a family terrifies me, mate. Like yeah. I look at you, I look at my other mates, you know, my other crew that have got kids, and I'm just like, how do you do it? How do you do it? I can barely look after me, and yeah. I'm thirty-two. <clears throat> just been a party in it it's been a party what are we doing next time so it's i episode nine yeah we could do ignorance yeah i, I think there's three isn't there so we've got ignorance importance that was good and i think we liked independence as well let us know if you've got any preferences out there on those three. So that's importance, ignorance, and independence. Um, we might put a little poll up anyway and just um, see what people think. Be good. Just sling us a message. Yeah, yeah. I'll stay for one podcast on Instagram. Um, give us a message. Give us a follow. Give us a like. All that good stuff. You had fun, mate. Yeah. I have, just because I know how much you've got to cut out of this edit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've had a lot of fun with this one. Um, <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. <clears throat> we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for staying for one. Love you.